You are now tuned into New York's very own Minx Couture. All the opinions and views expressed on this show are from mine and mine only. I take responsibility for everything I say. But if you're going to be all up in your feelings, then this is not the platform for you. Because this is The Mink Show. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. This is everyone's favorite Minx, Minx Couture. It's the one and only. I'm back. You're not seeing things. This is Friday evening, and I have the honor of coming on here. You know, usually we knew that I was on at 10 o'clock at night. Everything has changed, and I'm giving you guys an exclusive interview, especially you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm new to this again. I was like, I, I, this is a rebrand. I wasn't really like ready for the, the new changes. And, and now that everything is where I want it to be, I definitely wanted y'all to be in the place to be on a Friday night, which is New Music Friday. You're not seeing things. So today's guest that I have, besides being one of the funniest, funniest people, I, us- I usually go to Facebook just to see what, what his, his stats are because they crack me the fuck up dope ass gamer dope ass producer and rapper and his name is smooth producer midnight and i have him live with me tonight so make sure y'all share this live and show some support and good evening mr smooth producer midnight hey hello what's going on what's going on you know what oh you started it's been a long time coming man oh yes if yes it's been a long time coming, for real. And how are you today? I am doing, uh, despite the current situation of circumstances, I am actually doing pretty well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Um, I actually had a, an interview earlier today, which was really cool. And now uh, as the, the guest, and now I'm back as the host again. So like going back and forth is like, wow, like, okay. <laughs> Yo, jack, jack of all trades, man. Jack of all trades. Well, you know how it is. Don't get me started. Don't get us started. Gee. So, like we were saying before, we were rudely interrupted by the the podcast gods. Smooth producer midnight. How yes. are how, how are you this evening? You know what? I'm better now. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah, we 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 better now. We we're okay now. We're good. Awesome. Awesome. All right, so we we had a you know some technical difficulties, you know that shit happens, ladies and gentlemen. So you know this is the Make Show podcast. Anything could happen. Um, so yes, um, I'm here with Smooth Producer Midnight. He is a rapper and producer from New Orleans, and we pretty much we came across each other on once again the Almighty Twitter, I believe. I believe it was Twitter, right? Yes, yes. Almighty Twitter, That's the, <laughs> the goat, <laughs> the goat. Yes, and you know, and it's a long time coming too. It's oh, a long time. It was a long time coming. And of course, it was a relationship that we built and just had so much in common besides gaming and, and everything else like that. So let us, you know, tell us about yourself. Tell us tell us about how you got your start as a smooth producer. Um, it's, 
Where do I start? I think it started a long, a long time ago, in like 2001, I think. Um, actually, before I started, my brother, shout out to DZ, he the one who got me into producing. So he brought home Footy Loops. And he was like, yo, man, you should try this, you should try this. And I was like, nah, man, I can't make no beats. And slowly but surely, I started getting better. And I said, you know what? I Then I started to make it full time. So it was my brother who actually got me into producing, you know? I was a rapper at first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I think, then I after think that, a lot of took, us got our start with FL Studio, right? Yeah, FL and, okay. You know what? I'm glad you said that because we have Okay. So, so this myth. So, what, what, what was okay? Mm-hmm. So what was the experience like? Let's say the moment that you realize, okay, I want to make beats. I think when I started to um, hold on, let me turn on this thing because I got feedback. I think when I started to make beats that fit my personality, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And that's when I started to be saying, you know what, I should take this more seriously. When people actually started like nodding your head, see, because all your beats sound good to you. You know what I mean? Right. But when other people start saying like, yo, that sound kind of dope, you start getting like, you know what, I could probably, I could probably do this. And that's when I started taking it serious. I was like, you know what, I can actually do this. So that's what, that's what drove me to be like a full-time producer. You know what I'm saying? At that, at that point in time. Well, that's good because um, I think a lot of us, uh, when we first get into produ- production, you know, people, they don't really like our, our, our first stuff that came out. <laughs> like they, they tell you to, you know, try to perfect it and get better and, and then, can, you know, do all of that. Exactly. Like my stuff, like I, got, I think I played with my but for the most part, yeah, they were, they were pretty bad. <laughs> so... How, how old were you when you first started making beats? 2001. I'm 32. I would say I was young. <laughs> Did you start like banging on the table? <laughs> I was young. Did you start banging on the table and making beats in your head off of that? Or or was it more it like... It was funny you say that because in high school, one of my friends used to say, hey man, every time you came in class, you had a pencil. You had the fist and you'd be like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. Like, that's when grinding came out. Oh, yeah. Everybody, oh, everybody was, was, was banging that grinding beat. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. and that's when it kind of like, I, so when, when did you decide that, okay, because, you know, some people, they get the idea that they want to start making beats, but when did you start getting the idea that you wanted to make this like a career? Um, hold on. Cut out the cut out that last part. What's the last part? When um you decided that you want to make this a career, how how did you how did that come about? Um, I worked with this one singer overseas. Her name is Sophie, and I she was looking for beats for her album. Mm-hmm. Now at the time, I was just passing them out. No, didn't know nothing about the game. Just throwing them out there. And then she hit me up and said, yo, I want to have one of these records on my album. It was a gospel album. Mm. And I was like, nah, you don't, you don't want this. You don't want this. So we started doing all the paperwork and, you know, registering and stuff like that. And then I got my first royalty check. Oh, okay. 
was so, like, <laughs> so once you got that royalty check, you said, wait a minute, uh, I could, I could, I could get used to this. Yeah, and it wasn't a big check at all. It was, it woke me up. So like, when did you realize? Oh, snap! So that's how you do it. So, so working with somebody else that was doing gospel. And then how did you realize, okay, I want to start making beats for myself now? Well, to be honest with you, I went on a drought. And I my style of production wasn't what, you know, other artists wanted to hear or it wasn't catchy enough or anything like that. And to be honest with you, I didn't want to rap. To be honest with you, I really didn't want to rap. I didn't want to lace no verses or anything. And I just couldn't catch nothing. So that's when I started saying, you know what? I'm too talented to just let these beats sit here. Mm-hmm. Let me rap on it. And that's when I became like a quote unquote full-time rapper. It's when I, I couldn't sell my beats. Mm. See that, that I think most of us, like I know for myself, um, I me becoming a producer was like my hand was forced because I got so tired of waiting on people to just make me something. And in the songs that they, they gave you, which is like, you know, like, Hey, you know, here, take this. Um, you know, I, I felt like they weren't really made for me. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and that's how I felt. I felt like they kept telling me, smooth, man, you got to make these kind of beats. Smooth, you got to make these kind of beats. I said, but they're already out there. Why am I making the same thing? Right. Right. And that just, that just, that's frustrating to hear as a producer. Like we just had this conversation a couple of weeks ago when you put, uh, like Drake type something or like that bothers us producers like don't come to us acting like you want something that sounds like something mm. so you 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 don't like the whole type beat thing like don't don't come to me with Never, a... I don't like I don't like the type beat thing I don't like these producers selling all their beats for a McDouble <laughs> and a fry and a milkshake these these 25% producers like and if you're going to be a producer and a beat maker that's cool but at the same time, don't devalue just to try to get in. Right. Well, what do you think, um, you know, because you've been in the game for a minute, what do you think has changed as far as um, being a producer? Like, do you, you know, because, you know, there's, there's all these Twitter debates and, and people getting in their feelings about it. Um, what, what are your thoughts on production these days? Um, if you're going to use it because you want to use it, don't be because you have to use it. Like, if you use, like, I, I hear on Twitter, oh, you're not a real producer if you use loops and kits and stuff like that. You, Minx, you make all your stuff from scratch. We've seen the footage, you got the resume. Some people might be like, okay, well, I'm going to use this loop. I'm going to use the sample. As long as you don't abuse what you what you are given, it's okay. As long as the finished product is cool, you are right. But it's, it's nothing wrong with becoming a beat maker and sliding it to a producer to have them touch it up. So if I make a loop or something and I know you're good with 808s and drum kits, I might slide you the loop and be like, look, Minx, I got the I got the loop and I got the on um, the foundation, but I need them kicks to be stronger. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because some some producers they have like certain strengths and, and weaknesses. I would definitely say mm-hmm. my my weaknesses as a producer is I would say my 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 drum pads, my my kick pads. I, I think I think I overthink too much. I'd be like, oh, okay, this sounds like a kick that was used in this offset track or whatever the case may be. And I try to like shy away mm-hmm. from it. Um, 
and I know like sample challenges and stuff like that. Have you participated in any challenges or anything like that? Honestly, no, but I should though, because I know you uh you be getting down in the ones and twos on Twitter and the sample challenges. I'm gonna have to uh, dive in that too a little bit. I'm gonna have to get into that, but not having. <laughs> yeah, well, I have it though. Well, I, I definitely um I feel that because it, when it when it comes to I I look at it as like sharpening my tools um mm-hmm. especially when they they pick samples that I think people really wouldn't uh you know, rock with shout out to seven, five, nine. She says her weakness is melodies. You know, a lot of people, they, they have their weaknesses, but um, the fact that we can actually identify it before a person hits us up and says, Hey, uh, you need to work on this or work on that. Um, that's pretty and half dope. the people. Go ahead. No, I said, that's pretty dope. That, that, that's pretty dope. And half the people that say that is, producers have egos. Like producers have egos at the end of the day. Like, it's a pole measuring contest for producers. What did you use? I should why should I use this? Because I use this. But what what if I want to use this? Now nah, it ain't gonna sound right. Isn't that gonna sound right because you said so? Like as a producer, make the sound you wanna make. If you need help, go get help if you need it. But make sure you make your sound. That's what makes you different. Don't just give in because somebody else says so. We had to talk about eight oh eight. I don't use eight oh eights. Don't use them. <laughs> Hold on one second. Uh, shout out to my twin sister. She's tuned in. Um, she she doesn't really watch my shows and stuff like that. So her tuning into this is it means a lot to me. It really does. So she's she's in the chat watching right now. Um, now I don't know if you were there uh, when we talked about uh, the other day. Um, you know they they're very they're simplifying um, production by creating artificial intelligence and artificial technology to help producers. I would say minimize their time. And one of the things I saw, I meant to tag you in it, um, was when they said that they were creating AI technology to create chords. <laughs> hmm. How do you, how do you so feel about that? So- <laughs> you're just like, okay. you're like, you're at a so loss of words. Creating- you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they're creating Artificial intelligence for chord, right? For chord progressions, yes. Why? Well, um, well, I will say this company was calling every producer that said that that was quote unquote lazy um, a hater because they mm-hmm. they felt like because it's not just the chords that they're grabbing. Um, they're also grabbing um, drum tracks from already existing tracks that are out and changing. You know, you just a press of a button, you can make a beat, pretty much. How do you feel? No. How, how do you feel about that? Nope. Because <laughs> I still feel there's a human element. That's like in baseball. They're trying to get rid of like, oh, we trying to get rid of that. Trying to increase more instant replay, but and decrease the referees in baseball. You're getting rid of the human element in production by making it too easy. You already got kits. You already got loops. You already got samples. Now you want someone to come up with your chords too. Well, I know that um, Ableton Live, a- Ableton does that. They literally showed, I, I, I shared it on um, Twitter, they showed where these people were jacking chords from existing songs and just changing the instrument. Ridiculous. That's just, that just makes it, now the game comes to the point where it's too 
accessible. Right. So pretty, pretty much anybody like, can do it now. But the thing I don't understand is, you know, us as producers. I mean, what would you say, just for the record, on on your um, let's say your experience, what is the difference between a producer and a beat maker? Um, I've done both, so I've done both. Um, a beat maker is someone who just laces the beat and send it to the artist. Okay. Send it to the label, send it to whoever. They they just like what they hear. That's a nice beat. Give it to us. A producer does the same thing, but they format the record. They turn that beat to a record. Now, they might not necessarily change anything production-wise from the beat, but you produce the record. Like, People say Diddy is considered a producer. He don't make beats, right? Don't make beats. But when he gets that, when he gets that studio, he got this artist saying that this artist doing this, producing the record. Right. You. I can't believe people actually consider like people really consider Diddy a producer. You know what? They do. I, I mean, I, because I, you know why? I'll tell you why. Because when the track is finished, that say, it says producer, co-producer. It doesn't say it may say producer, smooth producer, midnight, mm-hmm. co-producer Diddy. And I'm sitting looking at Diddy like you didn't. One kid. So he probably just arranges the track. Like he he doesn't do anything to the track. He probably just sits there and says, "Okay, no, I think they need to come and sing in here," and 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 then okay, let me bring in you know bring the bring in those hi hats here. So he's not literally creating the beat. He's just like being the conductor. Well, that's that's and that's a big um big producers and makers beat makers make the beat and slide it to you. Like, here it is, here's the instrumental. Um, you can EQ it a little bit. You can master it a little bit, tweak stuff out. But here's the beat. And then when when the song gets published and everything and the credits start rolling and you look for your credits in the um, song, people are like, hold on, I thought I was the only producer. <laughs> no, like, you just yeah. gave us the beat. <laughs> like, you, you did all the work. You, you you did all the hard work. You just, like, kind of mm-hmm. like a, a, a paralegal who does all the research for the attorney, but then the attorney shows up in court and beats the case based on your notes. <laughs> That's basically what Exactly. So it's like, yeah. So pretty much it's like, um, everybody has to get their fair share and everybody has to get credit for everything. So like, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of like a split sheet. It's like anybody who was involved in the project will sign that split sheet. No matter what, if you said an ad lib, you want it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If you, if you added um a sixteen and you wrote eight bars, you put your um, name on it. It's kind of like that's like the writer's version of a script sheet. Beat maker, producer, it goes hand in hand, and it's not wrong. It's not bad to be either one. It's not bad. So, when it comes to um, let's say your experience um being a producer, now, you know we we all know there's a lot of you know artists and producers that don't have their you know their their stuff legit. Um, how do you feel about working with an artist that doesn't have their their work, you know, 
copywritten or they don't they just don't have any publishing or anything like that um i don't mind working with them it's just to learn because at one point in time i was just like them too i didn't know anything about clearance i didn't know anything about registration don't know anything about a publishing company nothing so if they come to me say listen man i got this i got these bars i want this beat but i don't know what to do with it during if they're serious during the process i can walk them through it you know so okay so before you even get in a booth do you have a publishing company right if they say no i say do that first okay so that's, that's good, the first though. thing you need to do that's good though because you know some people they you know they'll just run off with with their credentials and and file that shit and say well uh, good luck with that that that's actually good though that's 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 a very humble way of um of thinking Mm-hmm. And that's just and that's just the people. I don't want you know. When producers, we we get to a point where we feel like we're untouchable. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you're making beef for so long, then somebody come that don't know nothing. You don't know you know how to do this. Nah, man, break it down. You know what I'm saying? Because then they'll be more appreciative. Then they'll come back to work with you. Like, hey, man, listen, man, I didn't know anything about none of this, and he actually took the time out and broke it down with me. You know what I'm saying? So. We just got to get off our high horse sometime and just humble ourselves at the end of the day and be like, look, we was right where they was three, four, five, six years ago. They know nothing. Spread the knowledge. That's how everybody eats. Well, why do you think, because, um, you know, in these whole walks of life of, of being an artist, why do you think people just don't want to help other artists get themselves legit? Like, why does it take, like, um, platforms and, and people like me to make something happen in that sense? Um. I think people are get a little nervous when someone more talented comes in the building. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, for instance, you say it all the time. When you post your stuff on stories and Instagrams, you know the blue, <laughs> you know the blue checkers are watching. <laughs> blue check motherfuckers. <laughs> right. You know they watching. And that's why we're like, it's... <laughs> It's hard to say sometimes because you know you know what I'm talking about. You can't just post every every everything everywhere because at some point in time people might take that as a threat. Even though you're just trying to get your name out there, you're just trying to promote your beats the best way you can, honestly. And some people might see that as a threat. So they're like, nah, we ain't gonna work with you. It's not because you suck, it's because they feel like, you know what, if we put him in a position to thrive, he just might pass us up. Right. Well, you know, that that's actually good, though. Um, as far as, like, where you're from, like, do you work with artists that are, like, in your area, or do you just work on online? Like, how, how do you, you know, process your, your you know, you know how, how is your process um, of being Smooth Producer Midnight? I look for artists who are serious about moving to the next level. Like, a couple, I think a couple years ago, 2019, I linked up with somebody in Miami. Shout out, shout out to McCleasy. And he took the beat and it made his album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that was all the way across the country. I was, in, I'm, I was in Cali at the time. Still am. So I don't mind working with anybody, to be honest with you. It's just that, are you willing to take that next step? Are you willing to take that jump? If we, if you, if you, I send you the beat and you lace the track, it's just going to sit on your hard drive? Are you going to toss it to a mixtape? Are you going to register it and copyright it and put it on the album? The, the more serious you are is the more serious I take you. Now, if you just want a beat just to get a beat, then okay. We can we can play that game. But right. I make beats for albums. 
So you're you're more like like you're, you're kind of like like me in a sense. You know, I make beats for the purpose of of you know if I work with an artist, I want that artist to be more than just a one hit wonder. You know, I want to develop like a, mm-hmm. a a working relationship with them and and build a project. Like you're you're a project producer. You want to build projects. You don't just want to say you know, hit it and quit it and, and, you know, give me my split sheets and my, you know, run me my papes type shit. So that's, that's what sets you apart from other producers, which I think is very, again, humble. Right. Um, What is your experience like with other producers that you've met along, along the way? Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's one thing I um always want to emphasize that take pride in what you produce. That too. Yes. Just don't be just throwing stuff out because you're trying to get a catch take pride in what you do yeah because a lot of the songs that i hear like people send me beats all the time you know they think that i'm an artist looking for beats but when i hear them it just doesn't really sound like they're putting a lot of like effort into it it's just thrown together and hopefully somebody will buy it and, and breathe life into it as opposed to you know like us producers our job is to help an artist facilitate their goal if you're using an artist to push your beat, like it, it was never like that before. Usually it was the producer that pushed the artist. Now it's the artists that are pushing the producers because it's just such a, a saturation of beats online. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why I use, that's why I kind of like push my, um, not all the time as I used to. I used to be throwing them out, throwing them out, throwing them out. Now I'm more strategic. I listen to what's out and I say, okay, let me shoot for this person and they're like oh yo that'd be dope it, I changed the way I approach the beat now you know what I'm saying like you said the artists are trying to dictate what's going on now mm. way back when it was the DJ it was a DJ <laughs> it was always a DJ that you DJ you, first DJ that's why I say that the three one of the, the the major relationships that artists need to make is a relationship with a DJ because if, if y'all not cool with um DJs, there's no way possible. And speaking of DJs, um, I do recall. I think it was either last week or the week before that, you had your song played on a a, a major platform. Yo, that was dope. Tell us about it. First of all, I want to know how it went down. I want to know how it went down, and what was the aftermath from it. Um. I sent it to mp3wax.com first, and they picked it up and said, hey, we might, we might be able to put you in, put you in it for a spin. Hmm. I said, cool. And I'm thinking, nah, my spin will be months, because they get submissions all the time. Yeah. So taking a nap, snoozing, I get an alert on my Instagram. It was DJ Epps. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> so... It was on the story. Another story was on the IGTV. And listen, when I tell you I was I was juiced. I don't care what nobody say. I don't give a damn. I was pumped up because he was spinning it and it was like live reactions coming in. And I was like, oh shit. That's my record. And people will never know how that felt. Like when and this ain't no and just to let people know, I gotta look in the camera for this one. Just to let people know, this dude is worldwide internationally known all right so this ain't no dj that be spinning back in his trunk now he he be traveling mm. and he worked with some of the best people so for him to spin my record and keep it on his page 
most people spin your record and they kind of like, you know, kind of like delete you off the back burner. Yeah. Nah, he spent it and he kept it. It's still up there. You can go check it. Wow. And that was a, a humbling feel, feeling like, damn, dog, like your record really got spun. So where, where do you think it's, you know, that it's going to go now? Now that it, are you going to push for different platforms to, to get it played on, like bigger platforms or? Um, that's the goal for the summertime after after this damn quarantine situation gets out the way. Hopefully. Um, the goal is to push that record because I believe in my heart, man, we talking about this now. I think this is going to be a record for the summer. I just, that's just, I believe ain't nobody can shake my confidence Ain't nobody can tell me nothing. Otherwise, ain't nobody can shake my faith. I truly believe that that record is going to be dope by August. Well, speaking of, um, records, um, we had a, a an interesting conversation that I feel that your song "Joke and Slide." I, I kind of think that Drake slid off with that. What 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 was your thoughts when I when I came out with that with that idea? Because that song is not allowed in this house. I, I only play "Joke and Slide" in this house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead ass. I don't play that. I don't play that Drake shit in this house. Right. Um. It's very coincidental. You can slide is old. It's an old record. And like you said, the Tissy Slide came out. And I was like, damn. I know he, I know it, man. I don't want to believe it. Well, I don't want to believe it. I Let me tell you, when I first heard it, because I haven't really spoken to you about it. This is my first time actually talking to you about it. When I first heard it, you know, I was playing GTA 5 and, and my man walks in and he's playing it. And I turned and I said, that sounds like Smooth Producer Midnight Song. So that's how you guys know. Like, I'm very invested with the songs that are sent to me. And I, I get stuff that jogs my memory and says, this something's not right. So I was like, at first, I, you know, I played it for my man. I said, listen, I said, this is why I don't want to hear that shit. Because here it is. And this is what Drake came out with. So he says, you're saying that Drake stole his song. I, said, I didn't say Drake stole his song. What I'm saying is that the cadence is the same. It, it's the same idea and it's like no matter how much you want to downplay it and 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 everybody wants to call somebody a biter and shit uh i i didn't say smooth producer said it i said minx couture said it i i i feel that the idea is similar because you yours was first mm-hmm. and but the between my record and his record my record is coming from a culture in Miami, it was a movie called the Juke Mover around 2000, we'll say seven to like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And that movement was huge. It went from Dade County all the way to Duval County, like Miami to Jacksonville, and then everything in between. So that song is old to all those artists that made that movie and made that movie. So all that, the people that, that in Miami. Was- that was Always. a move. So basically, the joke was a movement down in Miami, South Florida, all of Florida. That's uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, St. Pete, Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, all the way. That's 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 weird that you say that though, because you know I, I do notice that Drake has uh, sticky fingers. Uh, he there's a couple of artists that I I deal with that I, I work with, 
And, you know, I've heard literally their their ideas taken. And, you know, it's a shame. I mean, it makes you kind of wonder that during this quarantine, are these uh, executives sitting around and hopping, you know, the, the blue check mofos hopping through stories and, and, and trying to, you know, hopefully, you know, in their minds, jack somebody that don't have their business straight. That is true. And I noticed that recently a story and a lot of blue check lady. And as you can see, I stopped posting on there. Right. Right. But there's, mm-hmm. there's also, there's also, me. there's also a lot of targeting bots, which I do know celebrities are desperate now. They want to stay relevant. They want, you know, people to be excited about, Oh my God, somebody looked at my story and you know, I get them, especially, you know, when you put polls and stuff like that in your stories and, and things like that. Um, how do you plan on like moving forward, like with the uh, quarantine, as far as like dropping new projects or maybe getting some videos done? Because I know you, you know, you're you're kind of a triller head. <laughs> Listen, um, you love I'm triller. Actually, uh, going to use songs recorded, um, videos will come later, but I want to make sure my foundation is solidified. So I'm definitely going to have some new music, new music first. Stumbling all over the place. And then the videos and obviously the promo. It, it's a machine. You know that. It's a machine. People think, oh, just get the, get the record, drop the record, and you'll be fine. Nah, it's a machine. It's, it's calculated. Right timing plays a factor. You know, summer coming up, it's about to get lifted. There are a whole lot of people out trying to have some fun. And you got to think about that, too. It's, it's strategic, too. It's not just, you know, it's, that's what got to sit back. And do you um, still do like your beats on lives anymore because of this uh, situation? Or do you just like say, F it, I'm still going to do beats and, and showcase my work? Um, I'm still going to do beats at the end of the day because that's what I love doing. I would do it for free. I would love to, um, I would love to, honestly, I would love to do more free stuff, but the game is grimy, man. Yeah, because I, I know that a lot of producers, like they, they, are using this uh, quarantine time to show how they make beats on Twitch or, or Facebook. I know there was like a, at some point um, you were showcasing your beats that you've already done. Um, do you plan on doing like a compilation album or, or probably mix, you know, mixing it up with some artists that you you've met online or how do you plan on it? Um, that is in consideration, but it's all about the timeline of the artist. Like, I can send out beats right now, Mix. Like, right now, Friday. Right now. Right now, right now. And I hit him up next Friday. I put a post on Facebook. Hey, everybody I sent the beat to. I saw um, that. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't even gotten to it yet. I'm going to get there. No. That same energy you sent me about, that, the same message you sent me that same day. I'm looking for artists for beats. Post. Five seconds in my inbox telling me, hey, man, send it over. You need that same energy when I request them back because it's not fair. Well, why, why do you think that happens? I, I, I do notice that a lot of um, a lot of us that give away beats, you know, we, we get we have so much trouble just getting the, the project done. I mean, what do you what do you think is the holdup with these artists? You think that maybe, you know, they, they think their shit doesn't stink or. Um, yes, that's what I, honestly, artists got egos, too. And they feel like, well, not only did I get the beat for free, I got it quickly. So I'm going to just take my time with it and chill out. Now, that's not where some artists, some artists, um, you know, they drop the 16 or drop a song, hit me back within two, three days. Hey, man, how you like it? It's dope. Then you got the ones that you get a beat from, 
they get a beef from you. You'll hear from them for the rest of the month. And then when you actually reach out to them, oh, man, now nah, I have some things going on, but I'm going to get to it. No, how about you give it back to me? See, what I, what I started doing now is that w- when I see that happen, I just give the, I just hop on that beat and put it out there. And then I just wait just to see what they say. Oh, my God, that was my beat. Um, It was your beat? Like, how was it your beat if you didn't do anything with it? You know, is it supposed to just collect dust? And, you know, it's just like those types of um situations that make being a producer very difficult that I've noticed. Yeah, and that's another thing. I'm going to get the camera for this one. Buy the exclusive rights. Yes. Okay. Buy the exclusive rights. And, and trust me, it'll save you a lot of legal issues down the road. Don't think that you can get a beat that you got from 2010 and another artist buys it in 2020 and he drop a record and the single is dope. And, but you drop a record, don't do nothing with it. You got to answer to him because he got the exclusives. The exclusive rights. Well, what do you feel about um, leasing? Like when people lease beats, how do, how do you feel about that? I mean, you can lease them as long as, like, producers, I give them a heads up. If you're going to lease beats, keep your tag on them. If they don't like it by the exclusive, keep your tag on all your lease beats, unless they're doing it for a mixtape. If they're doing it for, like, a mixtape and they ain't making no money from it and they just throwing it up on, like, that pit for something, okay, you can you can remove the tag. But once they start selling it, they got a limited distribution on all lease beats. I think it's, like, well, no one sells CDs like that. It's, like, it's a, a certain amount of downloads you can have before you actually have to get the rights to the beat. So, but if they just put it on a song, that's fine. That's cool. Leasing is cool only for mixtape purposes. They're talking about albums. I'm going to need that album money. Yeah, that, that, that's the, like, I think one of the major differences is, you know, it's just, a, I feel like it's a lot harder these days um, with so much talent. And there is a lot of talent out there, but how would you feel if a producer, an artist came up to you and they said to you that they wanted you to produce a record for them, but they have no talent? Well, that's good. That's a good question because I work with anybody. I can't say I can't just see them like I because they got no talent. Because there's a lot of people with no talent that get where they want, get where they are by hard work. That's true. And if your worth ethic backs up your determination, I can forgive the talent. We can figure it out. So you're, well, that's a, that's actually a good answer because, you know, as a, a producer, I would say that a lot of us have to, you know, work harder with, you know, trying to find the good in the artists that are trying. You know, they, they if an artist has a cocky attitude, I definitely don't, I don't work with them. I, I feel like our personalities would clash and it just would not produce a really good record. Um, but back to um, your name. Uh, I know we want to talk about that in the top of the top of the show. How did you um, come up with uh, Smooth Producer Midnight? What's the story behind that? Um, actually, it's a legal issue. Actually, I couldn't use Smooth. I couldn't use Producer. And I couldn't use Midnight. Because there's a bunch of names like that. Mm-hmm. So I said, if I combine these two together, it's going to be long, but it's going to be memorizable, and people are going to know who it is because there's only one school producer in there. Right. So, so you, you put it all as that's you put it all as one. It's all one word. Mm-hmm. It's all one word. Like when you look up producer midnight, 
<laughs> I come, I'm the only one. Well, that's good, though, because, you know, uh, a lot of us, you know, our names are given to us. And, and sometimes because of legal issues, we have to give up on it. Um, I know that there was a couple of times that actually I'm, I'm I haven't had any issues with my name Minx Couture, but um, I do see there there are some fashion companies that go by the name Minx Couture. So that that might be a conflict of interest if they are trademark. Um, I haven't had any issues yet, but, you know, I, I guess they don't expect me to blow up or anything like that. Yeah, that's coming. Don't worry. The moment you start making moves, it's coming. They're going to be like, oh, we're going to, oh, he's going to assist. Yeah, that, that, that's what they're going to do. They're going to come after me and, and, and just like ream me and I'm going to have to change all of my shit. But I, I'm cool with that. Um, mm-hmm. So as far yeah, as, as, as like I usually ask everybody with this this horrible situation going on, how, how are you dealing with um, quarantine? How is it affecting your life? And, and is it affecting you at all? Um. Well, I work, I work for the school district, so it definitely affected in terms of work and we keep it real since we have live conversation. Um, I take it with a grain of salt because it's such a big event that happened. It kind of caught everybody off guard, especially me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I won't even lie to you. At one point, I was like, man, this is a lot. It was a lot. Right. You know, losing, having your whole life stopped. Hope can't go here, can't do uh, toilet paper. We're still trying to figure that out. Toilet paper floating off the shelves. It's a lot at such a short amount of time. So I talked to my family, shout out to my brother, talk to my mom, hi mom, and all my other friends, <laughs> and all my other friends just to keep me like keep me cool, you know. So. Well, I well, I know it's it's a huge like you know wake up call for a lot of us. Um, a lot of people have had like an awakening in their um their lives when they've said maybe I should do more because this is, you know, a sign uh to do better or to do more or to to chase any um aspirations that you may have. Um, you have any like goals that you've you've met so far, or are you making new goals to to achieve before quarantine is over? Um. My goal still stands the same. I want to hit record this year. Yeah. That goal has never changed. And I know some people tell me, um, you should, I would, I would never lower my expectations because you can't see yourself doing it. Right. I'll never do that. I stand, I'm staying packed. My goal this year is to get a hit record. That's it. That's a, that's a very that's interesting. Everything else could fall in place. But the immediate goal is to get a hit record. And that's been my goal since January 1st. And who who were some artists right now that are mainstream that you would love to work with, if there's any, or anybody underground? It's crazy because I'm not starstruck. So at this current juncture, I'm not trying to be mean or nothing, but I can't see myself working with anybody right this minute because I'm not established. I'm not established. And it would be wrong for me to say, oh, I want to work with this, that, and the third. But I'm like, but your foundation ain't even ready yet. Right. So when I get my foundation together, we can have that. We can I can answer that later. But right now, I can't work with anybody because I gotta get my catalog together. I got get 
my situation better. I got to put myself in position to help other people as well. This ain't just for me. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's very noble. You know, that's, that's really good that, you know, cause a lot of people I see online, they, they be trying to pitch beats and stuff like that to, um, let's just say, uh, Cardi B or something. And, you know, they, they, if Cardi B was to call them tomorrow and say, Hey, look, uh, take a flight out, you know, they can do that. They, they would be unable to do that because they don't have the resources or even money set aside to make moves like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I do understand that aspect of, 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 you know, pretty much being right before you take situations that will make you go, you know, left. Um, but other than that, um, like what, what are some, like some advice that you have for up and coming producers? If, if, um, you know, if you could break it down for the males and the females. If you're a female producer, man, you must start with y'all first, because y'all out there. I don't get as much credit as y'all should, but they got some female producers that can outbeat the men. And that's just keeping it honest. That's just keeping it real. I heard some female producers on Twitter. They got some heat, and they coming. So just to let you know, that's that's for y'all. But for everybody else, um, just make the music you want to make. Stick to your guns. Make the beats you want to make. Somebody's going to like them, because you are a reflection of your beats. You know what I'm saying? My personality is in my production. They like you, they're going to like your beats. And don't try to come off as a producer first. Don't just walk around like, yeah, I made beats, I made beats. Because 99% of the time, people really don't care. They they don't care about who's cooking it, they care about who's serving it. But right. if you come to people like humans, instead of products, you'll be all right. That's actually good advice because a lot of people don't know how to um, come off. Like, you know, they're like, oh, you guys are always telling, telling me I did something wrong and nobody's ever telling me what to do right. And I think you broke it down so simple uh to to actually be successful in this business um just enjoy what you do stop trying to emulate what's been done um that i definitely agree with um and to uh to to oh here's the other thing i want to ask you you're actually doing curations now yes i am So everybody that that does tune in, you guys can reach out to Smooth Producer um, regarding, you know, getting your songs possibly playlisted with him. Um, What is the best way for people to reach out to you regarding that? Well, if you want to do that, Twitter.com, Smooth Producer, that's first. It's the UGM playlist, UGM Hip Hop. Hey, James, I got it in there. Okay. (laughs) The plug plug is in there. There you go. Oh, shout out to them too, because they, they were tuned in over at um YouTube. Shout out to UGM. Um and you know, do you have any any final thoughts or, or anything that you wanna um add and also let everybody know the the the, the closing song that we're gonna have today and how you came up with that. Um first I wanna first because this has been a long time coming the situation isn't ideal for anybody, but and of course we have technical difficulties. But for us to come together and deliver an interview in, in this situation, I commend you for your um, commitment. You got it done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, now, the second part, you kind of cut out. So, what's the second part of the question? Yes, um, I was saying the. Um the, the closing song, how you came up with it and, and why that's your closing song 
um, for your episode? Um, I just want some fun, man. Like at the end of the day, man, I'm a fun, I'm a fun artist. I'm a very fun artist. You know, I'm not with all that. We got enough rappers doing dirt out here. We ain't really know a few rappers, and one of my biggest inspirations, artists, R.I.P. is Heavy D. I'm out of my music after Heavy D. If you haven't noticed. Oh yeah, that you know what? Now that you put it that way, I do see it. Okay. You know, and that's that's my music after Heavy D. And the New Jack Swing era, and I was like, man, he was a big dude. He could dance. He was positive. <laughs> Sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually good because um I should that's what one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like who who was like who were like your influences um in production and, and how you do your songs? So heavy D. Um that's one of my biggest influences, heavy D. That's one of the people I always want to work with. He's not here, but that's one of the artists I would love I would love to work with. The new Jack Swing area was so dope. And actually I have a song about that. Kind of move was from the new Jackson That one. Oh wow! You know what? Now that yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'll be sure heard that. You're right. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh! I feel so old. I'm, I'm like forgetting shit that I should like know, like right off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, and when I put trying to move, I put a snippet on Instagram. I tag I'll be sure. He's like, oh, so you doing it for the new Jack? I said, man, y'all, y'all raised me. Oh, he wrote back to you. Yeah, he replied. I got the, I got, I got, man, I got received all my things. Oh my God. That's what's up though. That's what's up. So the closing song um is going to be Flashing Lights, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, <laughs> Flashing Lights, shout out to Deezy. I don't know if you watch it, but shout out to Deezy. He had to be playing. The bridge was already playing. And I was just like, Flashing Lights, thank you. I got it. Hit the record button. Hold on. Um, Underground Mics, shout out to Underground Mics. They want to know, what is your go-to inspiration when creating a beat? Um, Shocking. When I'm trying to create a beat, I listen to video game music. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yep, video game music. You heard it here, right, folks? When I'm when I'm in a funk or I need some inspiration, I turn on some video game music, and you'll be surprised what these composers can do. They ain't even producers; they're composers. That's right. a whole different category. That is true. It, it's one thing to to make a beat; it's another thing to be a composer of like a, a freaking a, a musical scale, like you you own a scale type of of thing. Exactly. That's that's some that's some god tier music. Like when you talk about video game music, that can that can spark up instantly creative juices in anybody. That's good. That and and what particular um games in in general like uh Zelda? I know Zelda's mine. Uh. Makes we'll be here all night. So I'm gonna just keep it short. Um, Streets of Rage two. Street of Rage Two. I saw you playing that. You you was going in with that. <laughs> hey, I'm out here busting. Street of Rage Two has some of the best, the best music, and it's coming from the Sega. That's in 1991. Mm. That's throwback. that's my go-to. That's that's actually really throwback. Um, 
Streets of Rage. Damn. I was talking about that a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, it, man. I, man. I've been a gamer since Nintendo. So when you talk about video game music, that's a whole nother show, man. That's a whole <laughs> nother show. Well, You'd be here three hours. Don't get me started because Super Mario, um, Super Mario's World, they, they had some nice little, you know, chimes and shit. I, I would love, like, my, my favorite level, um, I think it was Super Mario, I think, three. But it was on the, I think it was mm-hmm. on the, 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 the Super Nintendo in um, space. Okay. They were in space. So there was like a little space sound. Oh, um, Super Mario, yeah. The, I, I, I was like, yo, I got to sample that one. I got to sample yep, that I know what you're talking about. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you, it was it was on the handheld device, I believe. Oh, um, the Game Boy. Yes, it was on Game Boy. Um, this was this was the one that was released around the first time Wario came out. But um, he had to, oh Super Mario Land. Yes, yes. When he went to space, yeah. that song. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what you. Do, 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 you got do, it. Do, do, do. I was like, "Yo, I have yeah, to do okay, something yeah. with that." And um, mm-hmm. I my, got you. My other favorite one is um, it's always something with, that has to do with planes and shit. Um, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two, when Tails um, and and Super Mario were on the plane. Do 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 do. Oh, oh, Sky Chase Zone. Yes, that I one. Know, man, man, listen. <laughs> That's a good one too. That that one, I'm surprised nobody has done anything with that one yet. Well, don't say it too loud. <laughs> knock on wood, guys. Uh, yeah, knock on wood. Don't say it too loud. <laughs> I may I may have to work on that shit tonight. Um, but but definitely, you know, I, I will say, you know, for from everything I've heard from you, um, I can just tell like you just have so much fun um, putting together your projects. Um, it, it seems like an experience. Um, do do you do most of your work at home or do you go to the studio studio to work? No, all my stuff is on my handy game. 2009, still going strong laptop. Shout out to my brother for <laughs> giving me the um the kits and all the tools and stuff like that to add to my collection. I will, like I said, I'll give him a ton of credit, man. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be producing. I know you're watching because you call. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, especially when we have siblings and and you know, family members that do support, you know, that's very rare, um, especially in today's world um, to have that unless, you know, they're supporting you because you're about to blow up and they want a mansion or Lambro. Um, we, we get that. Uh, but to see that, that support that, you know, your, your brother actually pushed you and, and pushed you to be the best producer you can be. Um, that, that's really humbling. And, and yeah. that's exciting to it, have. It was him and my, um, my older brother too, Blaze, John, they both, you know, a very big part of that because he helps me with the production. I had to call him up whenever I need him. And my older brother, he gave me advice and stuff like that, telling me to keep going. So, you know, I got a very strong support system. And it start off with the start off with the roots. I never forget where I came from. Oh, that's what's up. And you you say you're 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 from New Orleans, but where are you residing now? Um, in California right now, Sacramento. Orlando. I'm gonna be in Texas. Oh, so you're gonna be worldwide soon, huh? You probably yes. You probably worldwide. (laughs) You probably worldwide now. I mean, hopefully, you know, like I I keep telling everybody, one of my major dreams is to 
link up with everybody that I've come across and get like a tour or, or something together and just have like a nice little reality show experience and just showcasing what it was like to get off of the cyberspace into the real world and working together. That that would be real crazy. I would love that. That would be dope, actually. That's a good idea. Hold on to that. <laughs> we gonna hold on to that because watch, it's going to happen. Everything I say happens. And I do believe that this will happen. And I, I can't wait to meet you and several others that have come across in this walks of life and as well as this journey in music. Um, you have any final any any final thoughts? Um, to everybody watching or everybody that watch, stay positive, man. Find something to smile about every single day. I know it's gonna be hard out here. I know a lot of things is going on, but try to find something to smile about. Whether it's calling somebody, you know, as you can see in this pandemic, the country just let people know who's essential and who's not. And that can take a toll mentally on a lot of people. So try to find something in yourself to smile about. If, and take the small accomplishments and um, just go to the next level with that. Your accomplishments are your accomplishments. Nobody else. Be your biggest fan. Be your biggest cheerleader. Oh, that's that's so sweet. I needed to. I think personally, I needed to hear that because sometimes I'm I'm very hard on myself. <laughs> very hard on myself uh i try to be perfect and i know yeah. i'm not but we'll we'll get there someday perfection well i, I definitely want to thank you for coming on mm -hmm. especially on a friday night i know everybody's turning up um uh, i know i'm about to um probably get on some sims and shit later uh <laughs> who's turning up we ain't got nothing to do <laughs> you know turning up in the crib you know having the little uh club in your head um what can we uh look forward to in the next uh, couple of weeks or so from you Oh, it's gonna be real cool, man. It's gonna be real cool. I don't, I don't like making promises. I just say when I post something or when it's done, I will post it, and that's my receipt. I always got receipt of all my claims. I don't make no false promises. I don't, I don't make no. I don't be out here perpetrating. If I post it, it's done. Definitely, definitely, and and I like that 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 whole mentality because sometimes when you hype shit up, I see people they hype shit up and they don't get as much support as they thought that they were, and then when you just drop shit on people, and then they're like, I can't believe you did that. And they're, they're more supportive. It's like reverse psychology. I, I definitely see the reverse psychology in that. Mm -hmm. Just wait, just be patient. I don't even want to post so quickly and don't even like, nah, just be patient. Like I don't post nothing until it's confirmed. Like this, like this interview, I didn't post nothing. I didn't say anything until about 30 minutes before we start. Right. I'm going live. Right. I do the same thing now. I, I don't even promote you know, my shows like I, you know, it's, it's all trial and error when you're in this business. And now that we're in the era of, you know, a bunch of celebrities, we're in competition even more for to be seen online. So right. it's like it's like at this point, just just go live, just just go live. And, and you know, maybe a good five, 10 people, 20 people may tune in. Um, I do know that Takashi 69 was supposed to be going live as well. So, you know, we were in combat with that. Um, underground Mike says encore encore keep the show going you can play the sims on Monday <laughs> <I'll tell you. laughs> shout out to the team and that's the team we got a good uh, we got a good group of artists on that playlist everybody respectful everybody does what they need to do to push the platform and that's a good team to be a part of man that's a good I'm definitely that's a good team to be a part of and I'm proud that they made me the VP and I'm like I ain't never did this before so that just shows you that you know 
you never know, man. You never know. Don't be scared. And it also shows that Underground Mike's really does trust your judgment as far as what you think is is hot and what's not. And and I think that that's a, a big, um, that's like a big thing to uphold. And and even for myself, I I've been challenging curators like you know, I'm I'm ready to go head to head. I'm ready to start like the first installment of the the battle of the playlist curators. I want to see whose playlist is better than mine, and not one crickets it just was all crickets it's like oh y'all don't trust yourselves <laughs> man they, they probably don't i mean like we just said man they might because certain people have a good ear for good talent not just music just talent and when you got a talented roster on your playlist that rivals some of these quote-unquote popular playlists they ain't a little scared yeah they're a little scared yeah and we we already know this there's like so many playlists that are out there there's so many playlist curators that are out there, but, you know, unless you have a really good ear and you're actually curating, you're not just adding people because they're following the playlist. I really take my hat off of those people because they don't understand how tedious it is to actually keep a playlist updated and as well as hot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah exactly. de- definitely. And it's, it's not, it's not easy, yeah, it's, it's not easy. And, and it, it, it's sometimes it's, it's tough. Um, because you don't want to tell somebody no, but then you have to think about the sake of the playlist. You know that that's very important. Um, but you know, I'm I'm glad that you do it. I, I I'm glad that you're in my shoes, so you understand how difficult it is. I'm managing, I think, I think maybe 15 playlists, and Underground Mics has really good um, talent as well. So to to keep that curated is is probably you know, oh my god, like you, I, I'm definitely gonna um, you know, I see Underground Mics is right in. Um, he says, made me realize about engagement over thousands of bought followers with no engagement. Yes, yes, engagement is very important, very important. But um, but yeah, yeah. artist engagement. Don't worry about the likes. Don't worry about the comments. Engagement and impressions. That's your best friend. Yes, engagement, impressions, likes and shit don't matter. You you send yourself a hundred likes on Instagram right now, and you're gonna look at that insights. You're gonna be like. A hundred people didn't visit exactly. my. A hundred people didn't visit my profile. No, they didn't. They, it, that that's not how that works. <laughs> if only they knew. Well, um, well, yeah. Uh, so this is what I'm going to do. I mean, every everybody that tuned in today, we do thank you guys so much. You guys can hear um the straight audio um will be uploaded on platforms everywhere Sunday night, so you guys can actually hear it. Um, some people they don't like to sit and watch shit; they just like to listen. We get that. We get that. Um, but I definitely yeah. do. I definitely do want to thank Thanks you. For <laughs> I definitely want to thank you um, for coming on tonight. Um, it, it means so much to me, especially in these times, you know, to keep everybody entertained. And of course, understanding who's hot out here. And of course, we have Smooth Producer Midnight. And we're going to be closing the show with Flashing Lights Blinding Me. This is on over at Spotify. You guys go ahead and follow Smooth Producer over on Instagram, SP Midnight, as you guys can see in the bottom of the screen. And definitely show him love. Reach out to him, you know, to, uh, to talk to him about his music and as well as his other endeavors and being a VP of Playlists. VP Playlists, baby. Smell good. Smell good. <laughs> All right. Well, Smooth Producer, I'm going to close the show. I'm going to close this episode with flashing lights. And again, I thank you guys so much for taking the time out to rock out with me at Smooth Producer Midnight. Enjoy. And we will touch base with you guys 
on these platforms everywhere, Facebook, YouTube, um, Twitter, uh, everywhere that you could think of. We are here for you, and we are definitely excited to keep this going as far as we can. So here we go again. Um, thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. All right. I, I hit the wrong button. All right. So here we go. Flashing lights blinding me. Good night.